You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. My name is Ahanu, and you're very, very welcome to our Honest to God session today on World of Empowerment Radio. Angel Rose is with me, but she's not really 100%. She's up here in the Arctic conditions in Oregon, freezing cold, having come from oh. California a few weeks ago. Angel Rose, are no, you... you need to take me to Hawaii, huh? I think we'll have to go to Hawaii. Well, do you know, if we went to Hawaii, interestingly enough, we might meet some of the ancient ancestors of the Anunnaki, because that's the subject of our conversation today. They wouldn't have been in Hawaii, would they? Well, I think they would. I don't think so. I think we'll keep them confined to Africa, shall we? I don't know. Now, I think they got all over the place, especially where there are... I don't know. know. There are Lemurians up there in Hawaii. Well, you know, (laughs) we're going to find out. Anyway, the point is, I don't want them on Hawaii. (laughs) You don't want them on Hawaii? (laughs) Well, now... Whether they were there or not. For those of you who don't know what the Anunnaki are, we have a very special guest coming on today, whose name is Chantal Cash, and she's written a novel about the Anunnaki, and she's also had personal contact and relations with them. But before we get into that and before we bring her on, we want to just have a little internal dialogue here amongst ourselves, Angel Rose, because, you know, my spiritual name and the name with which I do all my spiritual work is Ahanu. And it sounds very like Anu of the Anunnaki. (laughs) And I know you give me a hard time about that from time to time. But, you know, I don't know if I actually sound like him or embody him or am in any way similar to him. Do you think so? Oh, Hannah, I think there's part of you that are definitely reptilian. <laughs> don't don't believe her, folks. She's no. winding As me up. As you know, your name is the Hawaiian word for sea turtle, Hanu. Right. It's n- nothing to do with anything Anunnaki. Yeah, I, we know. Te- I teach you about it just because... When you get in your ego, you know. There might be parts of me that are reptilian, but we won't go there. Well, maybe we will. That's what Chantel has to say to us today. Yes, yes, We could be revealing all kinds of interesting things. Yes. But you know another thing that has come up for me in the past, and it relates all the way back to my homeland in Ireland, and that is that there is a goddess there in Ireland by the name of Anu, A-N-U, Mm, There is, that's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, she is highly respected and highly regarded as being a goddess of of the earth and of being very, very beneficial. So I don't know of anything that might be reptilian or negative that's related to her. But again, these are the kinds of questions we will ask Chantel Cash when she comes on. So I know that not all reptilians are bad. That's right, too. I mean, we all have a part of our brain that's reptilian. And unfortunately, that's what dominates most of the population today, unfortunately. I think brain highways would call it our pons. P-O-N-S. P-O-N-S, part of our brain that's really over-exaggerated and causes us a lot of trouble. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, look. Let's get into it. We want to talk to Chantelle Cash. Chantelle comes from up there in Minnesota. And I'm sure... She's a glutton for punishment too, Ahano, in the winter weather. Well, she must be because if it's winter and cold and stormy and snowy and all sorts down here, it must be very cold. Chantelle, come and talk to us. Hello. Hi, Chantelle. How are you today? Very well, actually. It's cold, but 
we don't have snow quite yet. Oh. We do. Wah. Right? How did we well, get it? Well, believe me, we'll get ours, trust. We always do. Yeah, um, it, do. It, it never ends, really, once it, once it starts. Usually we continue to get it unless it's a dry spell. But Right. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Now, Chantel, our listeners are very interested in everything metaphysical and spiritual, and you are very metaphysical and spiritual. We know that from our connection with you in the past. Can you yes. tell us... Where you began with all this, the spiritual things first, and then we'll move then into the whole Anunnaki business. Well, for me, I think the, I mean, I I did some life changes after my father passed away. Obviously, I talk about that in my bio. Um, A lot of people have um, worked with me for, you know, healing, grief, things like that. And that's where I started with my grief. The grieving process actually um, allowed me to start healing and getting interested in the healing modalities such as Reiki, hypnosis. Um, my favorite tool is, of course, Reiki, um, I, um, which we'll talk a little bit about that later, I'm sure, why. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just started doing all these different things to get out of this sick feeling um, that I was constantly in. And then I started realizing how incredibly in tune I was or intuitive, I guess the word is, whatever label you want to give it. Um, and then it, it just started getting stranger and I will say stranger because really there was a lot of stuff I wasn't ready to handle that I had to deal with by myself, mm-hmm. psychically, metaphysically, of course, um, which we'll be talking about that. I'm sure somehow it'll unfold in today's conversation. Yes. Um, but that is the crux of it. I mean, I, I, then I've been experimenting with different things, but now I'm really coming back to the inner strength of myself and not relying on as many tools. Um, my personal religious views have changed incredibly. I'm, I'm sovereign, I guess that's right. what I call it. Um, and I do work with that with others to help them get out of their ego um, archetype mindset. Um, so, and a lot of people are going through it, what I call this extreme dark night of the soul, mm-hmm. um, which we're, I mean, I've been listening to your show and following what your posts and things. And yeah, I mean, we are really in, the throes of this, the negative side of the reptilian um, or uh, Anunnaki, whatever you want to call it, kind of craze that's going on this planet. And it's yes. really infecting everybody. Yes. As we try to climb out of it, you know, we're trying to climb out of it. Um, and so when many you people say, don't want to climb out, though. They're not ready to heal. Yes. I, that's what I was wondering. Now, we get a lot of people contacting us and have done over the years seeking peace and seeking joy and seeking answers to their their issues and their problems and questions that they have that are they're personal to themselves how are how is this change manifesting in people that come to you you know are are they depressed are they suicidal what what's actually going on with them in general well i have two extreme cases i'm working with now um i don't know how to explain it I'm going to explain it as best as I can. Maybe and Gail or you can give input and hopefully others understand what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But what I'm seeing is a fractalization of the soul and an integration of parts, um, metaphysically speaking, like men- multidimensional pieces yes. um, becoming aware of each other um, and in some cases attacking or latching on um, Unrealistically, there's a lot of almost like a, a disease of the mind 
they're getting treatments from, you know, psychiatrists and things like that. They need shamans or they need somebody to go in and do deep soul work. Um, Most of these people are severely depressed, um, suicidal. Hmm. Um, I've actually been in the home of one woman where I've worked extensive hands-on. Now the church is involved, so I had to relieve myself from um, this because somebody has to help and it can't be a bunch of different people, you know, when somebody needs a specific kind of help. Um, too many cooks in the kitchen or in the soup, as my grandma said. Um, so I just, you know, I, I'm experiencing a lot of this. So a lot more people are, um, messaging me or telling me what they're going through this integration of parts of soul. Yes. yes, And in some cases, these, some of these people may have been a Godhead. And I say that loosely, meaning, um, fragmented or, um, um, what I'm trying to say is like, perhaps some of them have been programmed to think a certain way, um, or they really are pieces of this and they're having these really horrendous um, karmic experiences for perhaps maybe things that have happened in this life or other lifetimes, and it's yes. all coming to a head right now. Yeah. Now, when you say it's coming to a head, you know, I'm, I'm really, really bursting to ask you about if it's connected with the Anunnaki, but don't go there just yet, because I what, <laughs> yeah, what, I want to, what I want to find out is, is this something new, do you think, this fragmentation of the soul, or is it something that's been afflicting humanity since forever? I think... Now, maybe this comes back to twin twin flames and twin souls, and you've discussed this many times, and mm-hmm. I have been spending a long time looking within because of my own horrific twin flame experience. Right. It really has been um, very, very negative. Um, and I started wondering if there was, like, you know, some kind of puppeteer involved or somebody orchestrating things. Um, in my case, though, I just... I literally got ill, um, and so I had to kind of remove myself from everything. Mm. But I, I think part of it is this factualization is we've lived so many lifetimes that we're finally, we've broken down so far, and we can only go so far before we have to climb back up, or something else might happen, and I think that's where we are at. We're at this crucial tipping point. Um, I mean, look around. <laughs> like, I mean... Mm. I'm sorry, but, you know, there are a lot of people thinking that everything is um, kind of an illusion. Well, a lot of things are illusions, but some things really are happening, and especially in this reality that we're experiencing on this plane. Mm -hmm. Um, Myself, um, I am aware of who some of my fractals are. I call them fractals. Um, And it's been very difficult to function once I'm aware of it. Yes. Um, so I had to find Chantel, give us an example of a fractal that would make it, make your life here more difficult. Um, recently, um, the person that I have had the most connection with, um, she's kind of figured things out. It's a she and, um, she'll deliberately hurt herself so I can feel it. And she is suicidal. That's pretty messed up. And, um... And I have been doing recordings on it. In fact, um, I'm actually at the point where I may have to get a training order against this person. And it's like, okay, this is funny, but it's not because I feel like I'm arguing with myself. I feel like I'm trying to teach myself a lesson and I can't. Um, And I have others explaining it similar, but it's like 
I'm still not quite explaining it the way it's, you know, explained multidimensionally, fractal, you know, the fractal universe, science, science explains it, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so you can look at the natural part of it. But for me, it's like I've become aware of those other pieces and, and some are aware of me. One actually um, and I'm pretty sure now it, it is something like that. They took a, one of my favorite stones and it was missing for two weeks. And I think they were aware of me and they needed it for something. And then they brought it back. Hmm. Um, so, um, and I was very upset over the loss of this stone because this is, it was my, it was, it's one of my healing stones. It's what I use to help others and myself. Yeah. Um, so it, it returned, but it was kind of like, Hmm. <laughs> yes. What is really going on here? Yes. Um, so. And yeah. you've been you've been doing a lot of journaling, and you. Uh, we we know you as somebody who writes a lot. And have your journals and your writings formed part of what you're now putting together and publishing as a novel? Yes. Yes, they are. But some of them are like memories or dreams that I've put into like journal sequence. Right. And then I elaborated and put it into a story. But when I first started writing that novel, um, I was prompted by a being, you could say, to write it. And um, that just alone was a, that's a whole story by itself, because there was a whole journey and a process that happened that led me to writing it. And mm-hmm. I'm still experiencing this journey. I have 13 books to write and I'm only on number two. <laughs> don't know if I'm going to reach 13, but you know, I, it's, it's a long story. This yes. is not a story that can be yeah. told in yeah. like one but book. This two. novel, this new novel or this current novel, is this something you can tell us about that we can tell our listeners that they might be able to purchase it or is it actually the, published? The, the new one, the one that is out was published in, um, it had a little bit of a, a layback on it, like it was supposed to be out at a certain time. It came later. It, that was published in 2013, that first one. The second one is, that's more like just an overall, but the second one really leads into the story. And that one I'm I'm about halfway through. So I'm hoping by Valentine's Day. That's my goal. And what are the names um, of your books, Chantal? Um, the, the first one is The Memoirs of an Anunnaki, um, which really, because of, my own experiences that led me to write that book um, with other, on, what I call anarchies, I guess you could say. Um, and then this one is called The Dawn of the Abzu. Um, and the next one is The Genesis Body, which leads into the Adam and Eve story. All right. Well, can you talk to us a little bit then about your Anunnaki experience? Because there is a lot of confusion right now about the Anunnaki. Some people... Uh, their only thought of them is that they're the race that created the human form. A lot of people believe they uh, deliberately, you know, cut off certain DNA strands so that we would work for them and not basically evolve to be sovereign beings. That we would be slaves to them. Be slaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they're still trying to do that even to this day. Other people believe that they encoded us with divine aspects. So let us know your experience and where you are with that. Well, I'll just briefly summarize how I felt that I was connected or maybe being programmed in which we can talk about that because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure if this was a real experience or I was being programmed to remember something that belonged to someone else. So I do want to be very clear Mm -hmm. on this. This, Yeah, it's good. 
this, you know, and I want this to be for others, possible people too, that may be listening who are having the same experience to know that it is not always what you think it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are negative beings that are doing some of this stuff. So, but for me, it started in 2013 and I started getting a series of what I call light language or light codes that would wake me up out of sleep or prevent me from sleeping. And it lasted 10 days. It was like this super download of information and I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. So it was a little bit invasive. It intrusive, you know, Mm. and I, and I didn't know other people were getting similar messages. So I just was journaling and logging everything and keeping it all to myself. And then I started meeting people that I guess you could say I remembered Mm -hmm. and many of them were Anunnaki, what I would consider an Anunnaki soul or somehow connected to them. Um, so then it just started becoming almost ridiculous because I, I couldn't, then I was like, okay, I opened a door. Um, and actually it started with a group and they, they attacked me, this group. Um, I warn against Anunnaki groups. It's nothing personal, but many of them have most, a lot of the people in them are not what they appear. And I was um, slandered and openly humiliated. And these people openly judged me like a real Anunnaki court. So it became very surreal and it actually invoked my memory. And that's how I started writing the book. Um, Whether it was um, Mr. Sitchin or not that approached me, it was a being. um, And he told me to write the book. He said, I couldn't tell the story properly. Can you write this book? Mm -hmm. So I did. And it took me a while and I didn't do a lot of research because I didn't want my own experience to be tainted by other people's work or what they said. Or so I tried to just get as much in. So I had negative side and positive side. There was some very positive beings working with me. And then there was some that were desperately trying to manipulate me. And I'm going to be totally Mm. point blank about it. They are, many of them are still manipulating. Mm. Um, What's the point, Chantel? Why are they manipulating and how are they manipulating? I believe that they are, they, they've, they kind of doctored or conjured this new earth, this new world for themselves that they needed and they were afraid. They were, their whole system was failing and dying. Um, Alalu, who was not exactly full Anunnaki, he was like a king for nine shars. Now imagine that, wrap your mind around that. It's like 189 years times one earthling year. Mm-hmm. supposedly. Now, mm-hmm. this is their science. This is where I get lost in the science. I'm I'm more remembering, experiencing versus knowing the science behind it. But it's a long time. And so he had originally come here and kind of harnessed, harvested, was kind of scoping out, looking for resources for them. And he held things together for a long time. Ego or not, they all had ego. I'm sorry, this race is very egotistical. They, are, they probably were the makings of all the royal families with a couple other, the Palladians, the Draconians. I believe many of the starseed races came here. They possibly had a war up there that demolished some of their landscapes or whatever. They couldn't maybe live there, and maybe they had to wait time out somewhere else. I'm not exactly sure if all the planets are destroyed or what. I do know some are ships simulated as planets, mm-hmm. which may be what people see or feel in dreams, which I see most of it in dreams. 
Um, so I see the stuff, what I see, but then again, I do have a lot of them coming to me and I've had others report that they've seen them with me. So I'm assuming they're with me. Um, but it's not just the Anunnaki. I've talked to others. Um, and so I feel that there's really good ones that are really trying to shift the paradigm properly, which it, it, you know, it's been a big scam. I mean, unfortunately though, all of those races were controlled by another parasitic race. So that's a whole of the other show conversation, but that's what kind of created all of this friction everywhere. This quote war in heaven that we were taught in Mm -hmm. the Bible. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I call it the rift of nations. Um, So all these starseed nations started fighting because this infection took over. Um, At one point, I don't know where was it chicken or the egg. I don't know when it was okay. I don't know when it was okay. It goes back really far. So my memories only go back so far. I can only remember so far, and then it's like I have a complete block. But it's still far. I mean, I'm like, okay, I'm aware that, you know, I feel the Draconians and the Anunnaki's and a couple other races fought some other races and kind of seized them and created them as a slave, which set the stage for Earth. So that would have been a long time ago. I mean, like, you know. It's a mess. I'm sorry. Yes. It, it's a mess. Yes. It really and it's is. still a mess, isn't it? It yes. is. It is no. nothing. I'm sorry to say nothing's really changed. I wish I had, I wish I had the perfect answer. I'd like to say that something good is coming mm-hmm. and I want to believe that. But at the same time, I'm getting a lot of negative um, mm-hmm. kind of well, visions t- or whatnot. So tell us this Chantel, because you're obviously very sensitive to these energies now, as you've outlined, are you able to identify when you meet somebody whether they might be uh, draconian, reptilian, Anunnaki, or whatever. Most might be of there. the time. Most, Most of the time. Of the time. Yes. Sometimes I, I am, I'm stumped, but then again, they, you know, there are mixed um, soul races as well. Um, I talk about it a little bit in my new book, which, by the way, I have a whole afterword attributed to you folks because I really do think people need to hear of what you're doing because it really helped me really it helped me a lot to see where I was in this life and you know your work has helped a lot of people but you did help me <laughs> so well, thanks, um, but I do talk about that a little bit in the book about you know I have 20 questions that I answer and one of them is is that so I mean it's um I, I wish that we could say we could all get along after all this time <laughs> yes um and I know there's people trying to make that happen there's beings working very hard to yes. make certain things happen but at the same time it's the those that are what i call the lords of karma um the, um not the high council some talk about this high council um and i do believe that there's different starseed races on this kind of like galactic perhaps justice council but they're separate from the lords of karma yeah um and the well, lords of karma are run by not the good guys Mm-hmm. Just yeah, hold, not, hold sure. that thought there, Chantel. Let us mm-hmm. remind our listeners that we're speaking to Chantel Cash, who is the author of a book called The Memoirs of an Anunnaki, and she's in the process of writing further books. The next one in line is The Dawn of the Absu, and then further from that, she's writing The Genesis Story. But uh, we're going to take a very, very quick studio break, and when we come back, we want to talk about the Anunnaki in further detail. And just to let our listeners know also that we have have had the author Gerald Clark on oh I think it was way back in 
2013, actually, December, this time two years ago, speaking about the Anunnaki and his understanding of his encounters and what his uh, prognosis is. And then we also had an Akashic Record session just uh, last week, actually, last Sunday, on the extraterrestrial visitations and UFO abductions. And for anybody who'd like to get hold of that, you can find out about that on the World of Empowerment website, worldofempowerment.com. So stand by, stay with us. We're taking a very, very quick studio break. We'll be right back after this. Years of research, thousands of profound statements, hundreds of sessions, miles of transcripts, Months of listening, a vast archive of personal power and spiritual awareness awaits you. Join worldofempowerment.com today, a members-only website of practical spirituality for your fast-changing world. worldofempowerment.com All right, we're back with Chantel Cash. Very interesting conversation today about her experiences with the Anunnaki, and we're talking about the condition of our planet and our future potential. So, Chantel, you mentioned before the break that you're not getting really positive vision. So can you give us an idea of what you are getting? Well, last, last year I, there was a seri- I had a series of dreams, and this last dream that I had actually was probably the most concerning because it shows me that many of these beings also crave sovereignty and I think they're tired of this fighting and they're fighting for a cause they don't even know anymore. They didn't probably know to begin with. Many were being manipulated under belief systems and their own kind of cosmic rules. Um, and, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's funny because that's okay. They do that sometimes, don't they? <laughs> we, I, we have a visitor, I think. <laughs> when, you're, when you're about to tell the truth, all of a sudden, you know, these interferences come in. What, what was the question again? Can you repeat that? Yeah, so I, I was asking. You said that wondering. you had some visions of the future that weren't necessarily positive. So we were... Yes. Um, so last... Remember the whole beam of light? Remember when that beam of the beam of light yes, pictures yes. were going around? Well, yes. I had a dream about the beam of light. Mm-hmm. And in my dream, this beam of light was coming out of the ground and one was going in. And it was like, you know, like almost like if you're at a drive-in and it's that big flashing light. And it was in this dream. And then like six months later, there's all these photos going around about these beams of light. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I didn't put too much stock into it. I really don't. Because, again, like you said, you know, we can't, you know... You know, sometimes the future is not completely written. So it's like for me to conjecture any one given thing, I could maybe conjecture, but I'm not going to. I just thought it was unusual. But this last dream, my mother passed away um, recently. And in the dream, I thought at first that these they were angels and they were all dressed in red and blue armor. Mm. And they, um, I saw a tornado coming. And I was trying to help my children into the basement when I saw something fly past the window. And I went outside with um, my children's father and we started walking. And all these angels were getting ready for battle. Mm. And they were flying. And they flew to this position and they went into this city. And this big, you know, kind of explosion happened. Mm -hmm. And they flew out of the city and they started flying towards us. And they started landing on roofs and they had like, you know, swords, some some just had fists, and some had open hands, and some had fists. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And the one flew over my head and he had a fist, but when he went over my head, he grabbed, he pulled something out of my head. And then I was inside this church and there were several angels standing in the back and they pointed at me. But again, I, I am a minister um, now, but I, I create, I work with sovereignty. And um, so it's a little bit different. And I feel that they are, many of them are tired and they want sovereignty as well. And I do think we are coming to a time. I mean, and shortly after all this stuff started happening in the news, this was not maybe two, three weeks ago, I had this dream. My mother just passed and it was like two nights after she passed, I had the dream. And so it was, and I could see their faces, like they were all of the same kind of soul angel line. Um, they all looked like the, the same line, like almost fractals of one another. They all looked the same. And do you think that's a prediction of some kind? Like, is it a, por- is, are you looking into it like a portal into the future? Do you think a timeline? Well, at first I thought that, but I thought, well, maybe it's just a significant, um, another friend of mine said she sees angels getting ready for battle. But again, you know, what are angels really? You know, to me, they're another star seed or soul race that force created, and they're living in a belief system like other people are. And many people's belief systems are faltering, failing them right now. Many people are changing, and many people are turning to sovereignty. They could still be very spiritual and in religious, but they're still claiming sovereignty now. And what is and, your what is your view of sovereignty, Chantel? What is a sovereign being, in your estimation? In my feeling, it's like somebody who's not influenced by other people's belief systems. They're not affected by spiritual bullies. Um, they understand the true nature of reality, which does not include all the... I'm sorry, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but it doesn't include a thousand gods and goddesses that are probably reincarnated on this planet anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I guess I feel strongly that whether they're fractal or original part or it doesn't even matter anymore, it's like we're, we're all trying to get through a lesson that we haven't been able to get. And now we're finally getting closer to understanding the true possible nature of reality. Mm. Um, and, you know, we are evolving. Um, it's like we evolved to de-evolved to re-evolve. And, and, you know, that's where we're at. And to me, sovereignty is just claiming sovereignty and not allowing other people like to influence your belief system. Like for example, in a church, um, I, I have seen some horrible churches and this cult mentality and making people feel bad that they do art. And I mean, just certain things that are completely uncalled for and not okay. It's a form of spiritual bullying. And I mean, I help people get out of that mindset that they are dependent on this like a, almost like an evil God instead of a true loving God, you know? Well, I think um, they make their identities out of their religion. That's the problem. Yes. And, and that's what's going on, like with these wars and this thing happening with this, you know, we won't even mention their name, but you know, all this stuff that's happening is, is part of this. And it's like, as above, so below, um, they're having their, they're continuing their fight and it's really starting to really, we're, we're affected. Like we're, we've been blasted by this negative energy for quite some time now. Um, I know good energy has been coming in because I feel it. I've been more creative than normal. Um, that's a good thing. Um, so, um, but I think it's a major purification Chantel. I think that the problem is in the DNA and the fact that as long as we have a polarized frame of reference, you know, we're always just going to create more polarity. That's just what happens. Well, and creating that, getting rid of the duality feeling as well. Like I know a lot of us are feeling that push and pull 
um, the push and pull in the soul, like I'm being led this way or I'm being led this way. And to some, it might be negative or positive. And, and, you know, again, I, my job is to try to help people kind of get out of the muck of their mind, you know? And I mean, I had to go through that and I'm still, you know, I'm still clearing, I'm still cleansing, but I will absolutely 100% agree with you. We are, we're being purified. We're being cleansed. And some people are really feeling it and others, might even be feeling harmed from it because they don't understand what's happening to them. They might feel they're being attacked or they're mm-hmm. sick. Um, some people are actually having karmic illness because they're ignoring. And I, I don't even like the word karma anymore. I'm trying to it's stay a, away from it, that word. It, yeah, but it, it explains what you're trying to say, and it's a good exactly. word for what you're trying to say. Most people understand and can identify with that. But a lot of people that are ignoring this kind of this purging effect, this cleansing and they're just refusing to change, they are going to get pain. They, many people are reporting pain. And I've been trying to be kind and nice and say, you know what, this is because you're ignoring something. And I mean, I've had to face some really, really dark stuff myself of my past karma and stuff with others, mostly others and facing my own weaknesses and strengths and things. And, and so I've had the pain, I've had the suffering, I understand what they're going through, everybody that may be going through it. And most people probably are, but they're just silently suffering. Mm -hmm. And they're not, they're not telling anybody because they don't maybe know what's happening to them. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the Lords of Karma for a minute, Chantal, because you mentioned, Mm -hmm. you know, the Lords of Karma are beings that many people in the new age movement uh, use. Okay. And you mentioned that you did not perceive them as nice, nice beings. So can you tell us what your perception of them is and why you think they're not good guys? Well, this is just now my experience for a while. um, When I felt myself pulling away from like, um, strict religion, um, and I guess the closest thing I, I can identify with now is Buddhism, but even then I, I don't get down on my knees, I don't worship, I don't glorify any god. Um, I talk to source like I would a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how that is. I do. Um, I, I, I don't need all of that fancy stuff. And so to me it's all just like I, I, I see so many people right now going through this, oh, I was this person, I was this person, and I'm like, you know, but that's where we have to pull back. That's where our ego is coming in. And some people are actually being completely delusional. They're being delusional. They, they're, you know, and some people maybe really were, had those experiences. It's not my place to say. But, I mean, most of my clients that come to me are for past life um, and karmic work. And so it, it, it all comes out. And it starts to unravel. It makes a person frustrated. Mm. Um, but you know, going through it, I I just feel that the Lords of Karma are influencing humanity to keep the grind, to keep owing, to keep Mm -hmm. recycling it, eye for an eye. I mean, all of it is, is, is not, it's just really kind of not fair anymore. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's outdated. Well, Um, you know, a few weeks ago, we did a program on uh, prophecies and predictions. And we found that the if you take even, for example, the great Hollywood blockbuster movies and all, they're all about manifesting a particular outcome. And it's always it's always violent. And, uh, OK, you, there may be a, a love story threaded through the, the, the movie to make it appealing. But in terms of the outcome, it's always about war and destruction, World War Three, uh, cataclysms, devastation. And one of the things we found from doing that session was that 
these beings or this energy looks to us to manifest this outcome. So what would your advice be, Chantel, for somebody who's feeling these kinds of feelings or having these kinds of dreams? How would somebody combat that? How would they actually manifest a better outcome rather than what they're being programmed to manifest? In my case, it happened slowly, and I did... I actually recently had to go and get help um, from a Buddhist monk um, to lift something that um, an Anunnaki soul had been trying to constantly imprint on me, Mm -hmm. um, a human, but still he was being manipulated and he still is. And unfortunately, my best advice is try to create that level of sovereignty and start working with your true level of reality, like study, re- do your research, become informed. Don't take everything you read for, you know, you're just reading, you know, cause I have one woman who sends me stuff all the time from all these channelers all over the world. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I don't read it. I don't read it. Um, because a lot of it doesn't resonate. Yes. So you have to find things that resonate with you. And like for me, I use Reiki and somebody else might do Qigong um, I do, I, I, I find like, I tell people to find their happy place is, you know, if, especially if you're feeling like the negative effects, like I get, I would get shaky, um, almost to the point of literally people would see me like I'm almost, my body is oscillating almost. I've had some people tell me you look like you're moving really fast. Um, so it can be extremely intense. Um, and, and like I said, it is intrusive. It. Um, if this is some kind of upgrade, it's, it's not comfortable. You know what I'm saying? And I think it might be different for every soul race, depending on what your soul race is and depending on maybe what their cultural or cosmic belief systems might've been. Cause I'm sure they all had oh, maybe similar, but different. So I think for every person, it'll be a little bit different, but for me, it was very uncomfortable and I really didn't have anybody to help me. Um, I'm always available to talk to people and I do spend a lot of time kind of what I call counseling folks to see where they're at. Yes, that's a perfect opportunity to give out your contact details, Chantel. Let people know, because as I said, it's been our experience that a lot of people are really searching for these kinds of answers and searching for these kind of peace that you obviously can help in terms of an intellectual understanding as well as perhaps emotional and spiritual peace. So can you go ahead and give your contact details? <clears throat> Sure. Um, I'll give my email first. Um, it's uh, lightandbliss at live.com. It's L-I-G-H-T-N, like Nancy, B-L-I-S-S at live.com. And that is like I check my email regularly. So I'm, I'm very prompt at responding. Um, I have my Facebook page, which is just Chantal Cash. Um, and you can look my name up. I mean, a lot of my books will pop up in my website. It's kind of long, but I'll be brief. It's www slash slash freewebs another slash pathways to wellness. All one word. So it's just there's no you know space, no dots, nothing in between. You can Google my name and it shows up. So and it's C H A N T A L C A S H Chantal yes. And then my 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 mm-hmm. other name is Oriel Watcher, um, and that's what I use for my music and my other work that I do. And spell that first part? O-R-I-E-L-I-E-L, Watcher. Okay, Oriel Watcher. 
Okay, um, I want to go back to the Anunnaki for a minute because you did mention um, in some of your notes to us prior to the show that you felt that you knew who um, Enlil and Enki were now, and you were saying you weren't really sure you wanted to mention that. But it brings up the question is, so you obviously think that they're here on the planet now, alive and well. Is that right? Well, I feel that they're either here or they or human counterparts have been programmed because there's more than one of some of them. Yeah, okay, I understand that, yeah. Okay. Now, my first encounter with this Enki um, type was in that horrible group, that horrible group, and I won't even, I don't talk about names, I don't give, I'm not going to say who's who or what, I'm just saying that it was awful, and so I really went underground and I hid for quite a while because... Like, I specifically am in contact with a specific, what I would call a specific Anunnaki, and I'm sure possibly maybe they are. That's why I didn't know if it was programming or we really were these people. I didn't know for sure, but I know others claim. Um, and as far as NT and Enlil go, um, they are um, still very similar. Um, I guess that's how I was able to recognize them, and that's how they were presented to me as Enlil and Enki. Because the stories are always that Enlil was the, the nasty one and Enki was the one who was trying to preserve human dignity. So you're finding that well, that's not really the case. Actually, Enlil really wasn't all that bad. Actually, Enlil was against the slave. He was against the genetic manipulations. And when he found out, he was really angry. And I actually had the, the original dream I had when I met this Enlil figure. He was Enlil in my dream and he it was that moment where he found out and he was very angry. And so, um, but I thought that I guess, was because he wanted to destroy the whole human race. Well, he did. He had, he had the heavy influence of the flood. He, he right. was the direct, he was the Yahweh. He's got it. Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Um, and Enki is Adonai. That's my personal feeling on it. Um, I can't prove that obviously I'm not here to prove anything. Um, mm-hmm. but I do feel that it, Enlil and Yahweh, you know, like the God of war, this, kind of God that people prayed to and the and then Adonai was the more loving God. But see, Enki, let's just go there. He was just a lover, okay? He was he was kind of like Eros or whatever, you know. I mean and, and many of them evolved into other you know, other gods. Either they chose the other names because they were afraid they'd be killed, because they could be killed, or they died and became these other deities. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be talking about that too, what I call a soul lineage, because they all have their own soul lineages, and then they watered down over time, like Enlil and Xerxes, same person. Um, Enlil became Xerxes. That's who I feel very strongly on that. So he, their influence in the Bible is very heavy. It, it doesn't matter what people think. The Anunnaki influence is very heavy pressed in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Is that all in um, your first book, Chantel? A little bit in my introduction, which it actually, it was thanks to Michael Tellinger, who was very gracious um, and gave me permission to utilize his resources. Um, And he pretty much lives in the backyard of, you know, he wrote the Anunnaki temples, um, the African temples of the Anunnaki. And that is one of my um, references for my other books. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, The first one was literally, I didn't really use a lot of references other than Sitchin. But again, I... I hold high regard for Sitchin, regardless of what people think, whether he got the translations correct or not. I believe he was a scribe for Enki, and I believe that's how he was able to translate a good portion of it Mm -hmm. and at least understand what was happening and write a story about it. 
Um, so, so what do you think? What do you think if you think that Enki and, and Lil are really both um, having the same agenda? What do you think that agenda is? Well, right now they're clueless. They're and clueless. Lil and Enki, if you're listening, you're clueless. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they really are. They, the, the human counterparts really have no. They're they're still running their ego. They they're still living this human paradigm and. The one is aware of uh, who he is. The other, I think he is, but I'm I'm not fully sure. And I don't think they fully care because, but they do. I mean, um, you know, um, Enlil is definitely the more reserved of of mm-hmm. the two, and I think he likes to hide and he doesn't want to be seen. He doesn't. He um, he just wanted a vacation. Right. I'm um, not gonna lie. I think he just wanted a vacation. He wanted to go fishing. They're tired. I mean, I think many of them, but there's also the higher self aspect. That's mm-hmm. the question. Are the, are the higher aspects of these beings in charge or are they long dead and somebody else is in charge? Okay. Now, now that's another show, isn't it? It is another show. I guess and so. <laughs> in fact, I was going to suggest, Chantel, that we're into the last minute of our show mm-hmm. today. And you mentioned at the beginning about Reiki. Is Reiki something that a person, a, a man, woman on the street can use to help combat these kinds of negative energies? If you could answer us real quick and then finish yes. with your contact details, because we're going to have to come to a close. Yes, um, absolutely it is. And, we, you know, I can talk to people about that if they message me or another show or whatever but um light and bliss at live.com um my cell 651-373-5421 and my website is www.freewebs.com super that was absolutely marvelous it was great and uh definitely gives enough food for thought for another show yes so well your show was to great last to week too i loved it so oh, can't good. wait to listen again Great. Bless you. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. You too, Chantel. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.